April 23rd. And we turn our attention now to today's reading in the New Testament. And we'll be reading the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 29, through chapter 22, verse 13. Let's uh, take a look at what's going on here. As a boy of 12, Jesus discussed the word in the temple. And he spent the last week before his death teaching the word in his father's house. He was hated by the religious leaders, and the temple was a den of thieves. But needy people were there, and Jesus taught them. He was quick to seize the opportunity, and the people were always glad to hear him. As we get into chapter 22 of the book of Luke, we will see Satan in the temple. Judas was energized by Satan when he made his arrangement with the religious leaders. Satan is a liar, the father of lies, there is no truth in him, and he's a murderer as well. He helped Judas uh, with his deception. But Satan deceived Judas as well, as he usually does to all that follow him. And the former disciple ended up a suicide. It is dangerous indeed to make any deals with the devil. And we'll see Satan in the upper room as we conduct our reading today in the New Testament. Satan now had already controlled Judas, but he had to ask for permission to sift the disciple and to tempt Peter as well. See, Satan is not all-powerful, and he must obey the limits set by the Lord. The apostles had experienced some great blessings that evening, but danger was also very near. Be on your guard when you've had a rich spiritual experience, for Satan is about to attack. And especially beware when you're trying to decide who is the greatest. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 23rd, Luke chapter 21, verse 29, through chapter 22, verse 13. Then he, Jesus, gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree, or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. Just so, when you see the events I've described taking place, you can be sure that the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these events have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will remain forever. Watch out! Don't let me find you living in careless ease and drunkenness and fill with the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware, as in a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep a constant watch, and pray that, if possible, you may escape these horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Every day Jesus went to the temple to teach, and each evening he returned to spend the night on the Mount of Olives. The crowds gathered early each morning to hear him. The festival of unleavened bread, which begins with the Passover celebration, was drawing near. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were actively plotting Jesus' murder. But they wanted to kill him without starting a riot, a possibility they greatly feared. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve disciples, and he went over to the leading priests and captains of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted that he was ready to help them, and they promised him a reward. 
So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus, so they could arrest him quietly when the crowds weren't around. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lambs were sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, Go and prepare the Passover meal, so we can eat together. Where do you want us to go? they asked him. He replied, As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is the place. Go ahead and prepare our supper there. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover supper there. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, Paul says, take a stand, withstand, and then stand in the evil day. And believe me, the battle for your soul begins in your mind. If Satan can control your thoughts, he'll control your destiny. Because I assure you, when Satan sees you walking down the road like this, he will totally destroy you. You can't possibly survive in your own strength. Why are so many Christians decimated right now? Why are they just absolutely falling out because they don't have the strength to endure? The Bible says, be strong in the Lord. Say that with me. Be strong in the Lord. That means put on this whole armor. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can get nothing from heaven without faith. Salvation comes by faith. Healing comes by faith. Peace, love, and joy come by faith. You are no match for the prince of darkness. But when you put on the whole armor of God, you are more than a conqueror. You can look the devil in the eye and say, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Get out of my life. Get out of my thoughts. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my home. Get away from my children. Get away from my health. The power and the anointing of God are with me. And I am the conqueror here. Resist steadfast in the faith. The translation is fight him and fight him every day. Resist him and resist him every day. James writes, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Take a stand means you refuse to be intimidated by Satan who comes as a roaring lion according to 1 Peter 5. In nothing be not terrified by your adversary. In nothing be not terrified by your adversary. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The truth is not something. 
The truth is someone. That someone is Jesus Christ. And when you know Him, you have the truth. And you walk in the truth. And you joy in the truth. And you rejoice with truth that is unspeakable and unshakable. Because Christ is the solid rock, the cornerstone, precious under elect in Zion. He's not trying to be truth. He is the truth. I want to put on the whole armor of God and come out fighting with fresh fire that I can be counted worthy to be numbered among the New Testament saints. Our reading today is in Psalm 90 verse 1 through chapter 91 verse 16. The somber tone of this psalm suggests that Moses may have written it when the nation rebelled in unbelief at Kadesh Barnea. God announced that everybody 20 years old and older would die within the next 40 years. No wonder Moses prayed, so teach us to number our days. We number our years, but it is wiser according to Scripture to number our days, for that's how we live, one day at a time. Life is brief, like the changing of the guard, or taking a nap or mowing the lawn. In the camp of Israel, a twenty-year-old would not live beyond sixty, and the older people would never make it to eighty. It was a funeral march for forty long years. Now, in light of eternity, life is brief no matter how long you live here, and you need God's help to use your days wisely and joyfully. There is real satisfaction in doing God's will. Psalm chapter 90, verse 1, through chapter 91, verse 16. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Before the mountains were created, before you made the earth and the world, you were God without beginning or end. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust. For you a thousand years are as yesterday. They are like a few hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. Or like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. We live our lives beneath your wrath. We end our lives with a groan. Seventy years are given to us. Some may even reach eighty. But even the best of these years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear, and we are gone. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to make the most of our time, so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, so we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us see your miracles again. Let our children see your glory at work. And may the Lord our God show us His approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, 
make our efforts successful. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I am trusting Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the fatal plague. He will shield you with His wings. He will shelter you with His feathers. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor fear the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. But you will see it with your eyes. You will see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your dwelling. For He orders His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you with their hands to keep you from striking your foot on a stone. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will satisfy them with a long life and give them my salvation. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 24 and 25. If you refuse to discipline your children, it proves you don't love them. If you love your children, you will be prompt to discipline them. The godly eat to their heart's content, but the belly of the wicked goes hungry.